everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And today, Alex and I are kicking off our original girl summer, our original girl late summer, I should say. Um, no, summer's we, until September. Alex. Might I remind you. Summer, once September starts, it's Halloween. Our birthdays are in the fall. Mm. My birthday no. is in the fall. <laughs> My I hate birthday is in the fall. I tell you, but you're a summer baby. I am not a summer baby. My birthday is in the fall. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Either way, we we have passed midsummer time. We are now in late summer for our original girl summer, which is great. We watched A New Hope last night. We did get interrupted by the fact that Marvel was out here just giving everything. Yeah, so San Diego Comic-Con had their their Hall H Marvel panel last night um, from when we're recording, and it was insane. Like, insane. They announced so many things. So while this is episode one of our rewatch of the original trilogy, it's also going to be mostly San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> what can we say? We are Star Wars fans first. However, they are still being embarrassing and Marvel's out here thriving. Like, Star Wars can't even put out one movie. No, they can't. They literally well, can't. Because, like, technically, is the t- the date the date for Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie is next Christmas? But obviously, they're not going to make that date because I think they he said that they were going to start filming early next year or something. Yeah, like, well, did they wrong. did they even say if they had a script yet? I don't think they do. Yeah. Me. Meanwhile, Marvel's announcing stuff for like twenty twenty five. Taiko Waititi's Star Wars movie is incredible, and I have, like, very minimal bad things to say about it. I'll wait. Oh, yeah. No, I want them to take their time. Like, I do. I want Star Wars to sit in the corner and think about what they've done. Like, I I, want them to... I just, like, don't think that that's what it is. No, it's absolutely (laughs) not what it is. (laughs) I think Taiko Waititi is just a very busy man. Yes. And... It like we're finally rounding the corner where he's gonna focus his time into the Star Wars project. Yeah, I I want them to take their time and make something good and not just pump something out because they feel like they need to. Yeah, well, I guess like you know, Patty Jenkins' project was supposed to come out next year, and yeah. that's no longer happening. So maybe or not not happening in the near future. Um, so maybe that's a good sign. I, I'm kind of hoping that they went back to the drawing board with that one after they kind of have seen, like, the reception so far. Like, the only thing we have, like, the most concrete thing, I feel like, is Acolyte. But again, yeah, like, that's happening. High Republic, Acolyte and that's Disney+. Plus. happening, and that's, that looks like it's going into filming soon. Amanda Steinberg said that it was her next project, I think, on her Instagram, on, on their next project, and, like, that's exciting. That that's yeah. coming next. <laughs> I am really excited for Acolyte. I, I do think it's going to be really good. I will always and forever have one fear that it is a Sheev Palpatine origin story. <laughs> but even then, yeah. like, I, I'm not mad at it. You're positive but hesitant. 
at the same time. Yes. I I feel like with Star Wars, especially like anything that's not books, mm-hmm. you have to be a little hesitant after they did us so dirty. Yeah. Now, do we think that Claudia Gray could be involved with that? The light? Listen, I 100% think that she could be. She tweeted a tweet welcoming Amanda into the Star Wars universe. And like, does she always do that? No. I don't think so. And like nobody else did. Did any of the other authors do that? I I don't know. I just noticed that because I don't think Claudia tweets very often. No. The other ones are active on Twitter and I think um Claudia's Twitter isn't even run by her at this point. Yeah, it's it's run by somebody else. Yeah. And like so it she's could not... just be it could be because, you know, it's High Republic. However, She's just so secretive about what she's doing. And, like, I was going back through and looking at all the High Republic stuff, like, in the pipeline. The only thing she's doing so far is a Dark Horse comic run. Oh. Yeah. So, like, what else is she doing? Like, I I really felt like her handprints were on Kenobi. And, like, I don't I think, think that she they ghost brought wrote her Kenobi. On- I think she did. I think she was part of the story group. Well, I like, really do. I mean, there's so many details in her, you know, her book writing that kind of found their way into the series. Um, so even if she didn't consult, her her impression is there. And, like, really hope she's, like, the High Republic consult on the Acolyte because, you know, they created this world, the five of them. You know, the dream team, they created the High Republic. So to not have, like, a consult for the show on that would be, like, a major mistake, I think. Yeah, I feel like anything High Republic related should have at least one of those five people consulting Mm -hmm. on it. Claudia Gray has had such a long partnership with Disney Publishing because she started writing with, Lost Stars back in 2015. Mm -hmm. So she's been around writing with, like, Disney Star Wars almost from the beginning. Like, she's one of the OGs. Yeah. So She's literally been here since the acquisition. If anyone is going to help on the accolade, I think she more than deserves that. Yeah, 100%. So we do have a recommendation Alex, what have you been obsessed with as of late? Oh my gosh, Sabrina Carpenter's new album, Emails I Can't Send. I just, like, I've been seeing some, like, TikToks about it, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a listen, and I'm like, oh, I like this vibe, and I listen to it again, and I'm like, this is really good. She, like, you said lyrically, it's really strong um, mm-hmm. in the themes, and, like, just it's so raw and the other thing i noticed was like she enunciates words very well like taylor swift similarly so you can understand what she's saying she's not like you can definitely like understand the lyrics while you're listening to it and you don't have to like look up and be like what is she saying um and then there's a little bit of like pop country like thrown in there like definitely some like casey musgraves kind of stuff in the middle of the album and then on the top and the bottom kind of like Ariana Grande but like more enunciation and I just love I love her I love Olivia Rodrigo 
they should take over the world together. They should. Like, I think whatever feud was sparked between them should be put aside because together they can destroy the patriarchy. I truly think it's possible. I'm not as into the album as Alex is, but I still really like it. I think, like she said lyrically, it's so good. Like, it's overall just, like, a really strong album. And I had never paid as much attention to her. Like, And obviously she was kind of thrown into the spotlight with all the Joshua Bassett stuff and all that. And I, I like what she's had to say like since then oh yeah and so it's really good like i she's I definitely really recommend smart it. like oh, really yeah. mature and like really thought about the words that she was going to put into her music yeah it it's feels very thoughtful for sure so back with some news we mentioned that there is a lot of comic-con news which we are going to get to um as of this episode being released uh kirsten white's padawan is out that is the young obi-wan book now like we said claudia gray has a lot of things to say about obi-wan so i am looking but i'm also like hmm, i wonder how it's gonna be i think it's gonna be great i ever since we met her at celebration i trust she's that one lady. of us i trust her i just like i give her my trust i'm like yeah i know i'm gonna like this book yeah, I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be f- a different vibe than Kenobi, which I do think is kind of a good thing. Like, mm-hmm. just a return to when he was young and Well, he's a not Padawan. the same dude. Like, he... Kenobi. I mean, he's, he's dead in Kenobi, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be good. And then also uh, Light and Magic, which is going to be on Disney Plus, should be out yeah. tomorrow as of this coming out. Yeah, it, that's going to be so good. I think it's a six part uh, docu-series similar to like the Imagineering story. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I will definitely be watching 100%. I've been watching Resident Evil <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> so if I'm done, then cool, I'll switch to that. If I'm not, I will take a break. Listen, the Resident Evil show is really good, okay? I am a well, Resi stan, little known fact about I Shannon. <laughs> have been watching Bunheads. <laughs> yeah, you finished Bunheads. Yeah, I'm really sad. Yeah, no, it, it just ends. It just ends. Like, it really just ends. And and it doesn't feel like a finale. Because it's not. I mean, it feels like, like, it definitely feels like it can be a season finale. It's a season finale, finale yes. Because it kind of, like, leaves you off with a lot of unfinished business. Oh, so much. Um, So it feels like a good season one finale, but it does not by all means, like, finish the series. I don't know if they were told that they were going to get a second season and then the rug was, like, pulled out from under them or something. Because it's weird. And, like, don't do that to Amy Sherman Palladino. She's amazing. Why would anyone do that to her? I know. Like, I just... It's so bizarre to me. Like, I remember when it came out, like, it wasn't, like, the hottest thing because it was on ABC Family. I remember what was coming out with it. I'm sure Pretty Little Liars and, like, all of that. But it was really good, and I feel it's like... It's so much better. Yeah. For for trying to, get, like, revamp, like, people who liked Gilmore Girls or, like, get more people into that kind of vibe. Like, it definitely did its job. 
Yeah, I like, so in Canada, I didn't have access to it. Um, I don't think I had ABC Family. I don't know what it was showing on in Canada, but I wasn't able to watch it, but I was aware, I was aware of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like, I think from the trailers that I had seen, I don't think I thought that it was good. And like, and maybe that's just like comparing it to the other like ABC Family type of shows that were on during the same time. Like, I feel like Secret Life of the American Teenager was on around the same time. Probably, yeah. Like, that kind of stuff. So I think because I had seen some of those and like thought that they were really mediocre, I just figured that like this was also like that. And then, so like watching it now... My God, it's really good. And it took me a couple episodes to realize that. Like, I'm like watching, I'm like, this is, I'm really enjoying this. And then, like, realizing how Amy Sherman Palladino's, like, characters are just so deep. Like, she know like, she knows them so well and, like, so mm-hmm. intimately. And you know that these, also, these actors care so much about their roles. Yeah. Well, like, I wonder if maybe it didn't perform as well because it was, like, at its heart about, you know, Sutton Foster's character. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, like, a young adult show. Like, I mean, she was yeah. a young adult, but, like, you know what I mean. I think that's what it is, is that I'm sitting there watching this and being like, wait, this isn't a show about teens. Like, there's no. teenagers in it because the bat, like, she is helping run the, ba- the ballet school, basically. So there's a lot of teens in it. But really, this is about, you know, um, a woman in her 20s, I guess, or mm-hmm. early 30s. Well, she's, like, how- in a weird spot with her career, and she's at yeah. a weird age where, like, she's a dancer, so, like, she could be aging out, and, like... And she, she feels very Lorelai Gilmore to me. She does. And... I would never have guessed that from just watching trailers that this is what the show was about. And if it had been, like, marketed, I guess, to be that and been maybe put on ABC even, like, maybe a little I, bit I more think adult. So. Yeah. And, like, and then, like, push that adultness a little bit more. Like, I think yeah. it was almost there. Um, push that adultness a little bit more and have it on normal ABC. I think it would have done better. Yeah, or, like, even, you know, like, Gilmore Girls was on the CW. Not that it yeah. would have fit in with the CW, but, like, it it is that kind of different vibe. It does have teens in it, and it is about their lives, too. Yeah. But, like, even at the heart of it, you know, like, it's about her relationship with her mother-in-law. Yeah. Which is but amazing. I, I get why she wouldn't want to go back to the CW, though. No, 100%. Like, it, I, <laughs> I get it. I do 100% get it, but, like, the vibe, I think, was a little off with what was around it. Yeah, I hope she continues to work with Amazon because I truly think that they've let her have a lot of creative freedom. Um, I think streaming is perfect for her. Like, yeah, but stre- I think like having a streaming thing is perfect I for think her. even specifically, it seems like a lot of prime... Um, projects are being given a lot of freedom to the creators which i really enjoy being made like fleabag that is just so out there and like you know i like it just seems to me like phoebe waller bridge got that freedom to do what she wanted um it seems like for example the summer that i turned pretty the um author was super involved yeah it really feels like they got so much 
for her, like all that music and everything. Yeah. Like it wouldn't have been like that on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like Grime has been a good place for her. Um, so hopefully they continue that partnership with whatever she does next. Yeah, whatever project she wants to do, I am on board. I have ideas, but like I'm on board yeah. with whatever well, she I wants mean, to do. I mean, if she were to do your idea, which is Richard and Emily prequel, that would be on Netflix because they have that partnership with Gilmore Girls, I guess. Yeah, if it was Gilmore Girls, they'd, they'd 100% put it there, and I would be watching. I will be watching regardless. Whatever she wants to do, I will be watching. <laughs> All right, so big part of the news, San Diego Comic-Con. Obviously, lots of things have been happening. There was even some High Republic stuff. Nothing we don't really already know, um, but the main thing was last night, their big Marvel presentation. Mm-hmm. They announced so much. Yeah, a lot. so much. Like, okay, so like, I knew we had to be coming to a close with Phase Four, but I didn't know we only had two projects left in yeah. Phase Four. It's gonna be over by the end of the year. Yeah, I thought that Ant Man would continue this phase. Um, no, Ant Man's gonna kick off the next and phase. And Guardians of the Galaxy Three is next um, phase. Yeah, so we only have She Hulk and Wakanda um, Forever. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever in this phase, in phase Mm -hmm. four. I kind of, like, now that I've sat with it, I do kind of think that ending it with Wakanda Forever is a really interesting choice, and I I like it. Yeah. Because I've been really nervous about Wakanda Forever, just, you know, with Chadwick Boseman, and there was some controversy with some of the actors and all that kind of stuff. However, after seeing the trailer and, like, listening to them talk about, like, how much this project means to them. I think ending Phase 4 with this is going to really launch us into, like, where we need to be emotionally for Phase yeah, 5. because I think I I get the feeling that Phase 5 is going to introduce us to Kang, who is our next big supervillain. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we saw Jonathan Mayers in Loki, which is our first little glimpse at that kind of character. Um, but I think Black Panther will kind of exist on its own for the most part. Like, there's always going to be little teasings and little hints to the rest of the MCU, but I'm really hoping that, like, Black Panther can exist on its own, you know, to kind of be dedicated to Chadwick. Well, and and it looks like it's really going to be he'll be present is what it feels like. And I'm glad for that. And it also looks like, you know, phase four was kind of a, an aftermath kind of thing. Like we were dealing with the aftermath of Endgame and infinity war and we're being introduced to new characters, like the next generation, like we're slowly being introduced. And then it looks like phase five is going to be like, okay, there's a new threat we yeah. have to figure out how to assemble because we're not getting another Avengers until phase six, which Crazy. I think is wise. I do think is wise. Yeah. It's almost like phase four was the mourning period. Which we needed. Yeah. And and I loved the fact that we got to see that. Think about, um, for example, WandaVision was about mourning. You know, No Way Home, like... It's so, like, like emotionally draining, mm-hmm. and we didn't get a lot of levity. We got a little bit of levity in certain series, like Miss Marvel, like the comedy, and then we're going to get a little bit 
with She-Hulk, I think, we're going to get that comedy back. And that's going to kind of transition us into the next phase. Yeah, I I really do think that having this grace period with phase four to, like, we've been introduced to, like, you know, Yelena and Kate Bishop. And, like, we're going to get Ironheart and all of that. Um, You know, Kamala. We got that. But then we were also getting, like, okay, we are saying goodbye to the Avengers mm-hmm. of before. And, and I do like that um, phase five ends with the new Captain America film. I, I think that's yeah. going to be like the resonating, the, like, like the Avengers, Avengers are back. assemble. Like yes. he is going to assemble them. That I, I think that's kind of where we're headed. And I, I really like that. That's, that's some good story beats. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and his movie's called Captain America New World World Order. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that title? Um, I think of when we clowned and we thought episode nine was going to be a new order. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that always comes to my mind when I hear it. Oh my god, a new order would have been such a good title. I know. <laughs> well, anyways... It, I think it's more ominous in this it, sense. It does sound very ominous, and I think... The vibe we've had with, like, where we're going with these Marvel characters, it sounds like we're mm-hmm. getting into some Inhumans and, like, stuff like that. I think it's going to be kind maybe, like, the world against, like, the superheroes for a minute. Mm-hmm. And Captain America might step in and be like, hey, like... You think? Well, I... So, like, I haven't read the comics, but there's the scroll stuff coming up with the secret invasion. Yes. So if I wonder if those scrolls will do that, you know, like convince everyone else that the superheroes are bad. And like because the scrolls can just like turn into whatever they want, mm-hmm. they can imitate superheroes and basically incriminate them and people yeah. wouldn't know better. I could see that for sure. And especially because they're saying secret invasion is gonna be like thrillery. Like, it's not going to be, like, super light and, like, wacky. It's going to be kind of, you know, like, you don't I know who to trust. so excited for Secret Invasion. I am, too. Like, I kind of want to watch Captain Marvel again because, you know, all that's, like, introduced with that. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, man, I love. The cast for the Secret cast Invasion. is so good. We got Amelia Clark. Reggae Jean We got Olivia Coleman. Oh, and Page. We didn't mention this, but okay, there was that Dungeons and Dragons trailer, which looks amazing. Alex and I play D and D. Jean Page looks great. I've missed you. I have missed you. Him. Well, I was going to say like that kind of brings us to Jean Page in like action adventure, which yeah. is going to be our first kind of introduction to him doing that. And yeah, because he wanted to go in a different in- direction. Yeah, like it. Like it's kind of sad for Bridgerton, but. I still I'm glad think to see. I still what? think he could like, he could have made appearances in Bridgerton, but these are yeah. really big projects. I could see him also just being too busy. Mm-hmm. So like, I get it. I think he said that they should just recast him. I heard they did. I thought that they did. Yeah, and yeah. I I think they are recasting him, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad, sad. But I guess it's better than his character just being absent. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, boy. 
Yeah. But Secret Invasion, Amelia Clark being in the MCU, her power, like yeah. her power. Mm-hmm. I think that Amelia Clark gets to pick and choose her roles easily. And I love that this is her choice. I, I think whatever she wants to do, everybody is just like, yeah, absolutely. We will write you into the show. Is she going to be a scroll? is the question. That is a good question. I don't know. who. How will we know? We won't know. <laughs> there will be no way to know who is who. And I'm, I'm actually really interested mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. So what else did we get that looked really interesting? I, I think Quantum Mania looks fun. Let's look. Let's look. So we got, yeah, we have She-Hulk coming up and that trailer dropped. And I feel, eh, don't I'm know I'm a little nervous about, about I'm a little She-Hulk. nervous. Um, but it's okay because there's going to be other series coming. Like you just said, Secret Invasion in um, spring, I believe. Yeah, spring. Or late winter of next year. So that's mm-hmm. coming really soon. I didn't realize it was so soon. No, I know. Quantum Mania comes out in February. Yeah. So, sorry, I missed Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania is coming, um, and I'm so excited for that. Like, Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> and he was there, like, he they got so to see good. stuff. They, they got to see stuff there, but we they didn't release it. He's still not aging. Apparently, they saw King. Yeah. Because he's, he's in the poster. We saw the poster. I And they did they showed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And they showed, they showed stuff Flint, for that. And I saw, well, it got leaked, the baby. The I know, baby but then rocket. it got deleted, so I didn't see it. Oh, no. I know, so it got deleted cute. before I could see it. <laughs> oh, my God, he's really cute. Okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I think all of us were just like, mm, meh, whatever. Like, Gamora's not in it. And then they're like, well... Gamora's in charge of the Ravagers. And we're, we're like, all like, oh, oh my And then they said God. doomed love. Yeah. Doomed romance. Like, And then Alex okay, said strangers to lovers to strangers to lovers. And I was like, whoa. Or to like anim- strangers to enemies to lovers. I don't know. Listen. And it's also, so they said this is the end of Guardians. Which? They're not doing anymore. Yeah. And I'm okay, okay. with that. Yeah. I I think I, I don't think it's gonna be over for everybody. I do think we will see characters like Nebula, Gamora, like those again. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it's surprising considering Chris they had Pratt. so many issues with this movie. <laughs> Chris Pratt being how he is. I do think Chris Pratt is walking away from Marvel. To do what? He's done I, Jurassic World now. I know. What's he gonna I, do? Well, he's well, he's voicing Garfield and Mario. Alex. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I just like I get this weird feeling with him from Marvel, and I don't know if I'm like projecting that or what, but I do think like there's just a weird vibe, and yeah. I I won't be sad that this is the last one, but I do want to see more Gamora and Nebula. Because yeah, their story is amazing. Them. Mantis. Mantis, yes. yeah. Um, and then after that, the summer, next summer, Loki season two. Loki season two. This, I can't wait for that is, to take over is, my life. Yeah, this is like actually what I'm most excited for. Yeah. For sure. 
Yeah. Well, it's we get Loki season two and the Marvels over the summer. That is very cool, but Loki season two is my life. Yes. It is my entire <laughs> life. I can't wait to see Sylvie working at a McDonald's. <laughs> They're filming it right now, and I am so excited. Loki season one is probably one of the greatest pieces of, like, fan like nerdy culture it exceeded every expectation and my expectations were so high i know they were like i was like the loki show the loki shows would be amazing and then it was even more amazing really did they really did i can't even i love tom (sighs) he's just like he's he's so passionate about loki he cares more than any other actor in the MCU. And you can see it in his performance. Yeah. And I just, mm-hmm. nobody's doing mm-hmm. it like Tom Hiddleston. Can you imagine if uh, Chris Hemsworth is in season two? He could be. He could be. Like, not, I, I don't I don't think he would be, like, a reoccurring, maybe in one episode where he I, I somehow do ends them up reconnect. in a multiverse. Yeah, he somehow ends up in a multiverse with Thor, and it might not even be his Thor. I know. Yeah, I I do want to see the reconnection of the brothers, but my brain, my my fandom brain is like silky. I want to see it. I want to see the relationship. Give us a happy love story, please. But it's also doomed. But yeah, give us a happy, but like I'm good with being like drag through ruins to get there. You only have to put me together at the very end. (laughs) <laughs> like destroy me and then just put the pieces back together in like a nice pretty finale epilogue, like a yeah. like an epilogue. <laughs> That's all I need. An epilogue, the epilogue. Of the Selkie. epilogue. <laughs> <laughs> That's like our our thick brains. We're like, listen, destroy me, and then at like the very last second, everything's fine. You know, sometimes I just think about how Tom talks about how Sylvie hasn't gotten to the point that Loki has in her journey and how that he understands that and that we're going to see that happen. The intelligence, like, it makes Tom, like, that much hotter. Like, he's already, like, an attractive guy. Like, he just, like, is so... (laughs) Nobody's doing it like Tom. Nobody. Um, okay, so we also got that, but then we are getting Blade and Ironheart yeah. in the fall. Mm-hmm. Both series. So Blade No, is Blade is a film. A vampi- oh, wait. Yeah, Blade's right. a film, a and then Ironheart's a series. Mm-hmm. So Blade is about a half-vampire vampire hunter. Ooh. Yeah. The tropes. Yeah. <laughs> is it Morbin time? <laughs> I don't know anything I don't about know Blade. Anything I was gonna say, I don't know anything besides that. Like, I yeah. literally don't know if there's romance. Like, maybe I could Google it. Maybe I don't I'll know. Look into like, it. Uh, we're bad podcasters. We didn't it looks prep very. It looks. It looks like it's gonna be cool. I don't remember if they have a director attached to it or not. I don't know. I, I think we're it'll be cool. Podcasters. Like, it, it the the font choice is very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, I don't know anything about Ironheart. But she's in Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Yeah. So her name is Riri Williams, which is, like, the character's name. Mm -hmm. And she's in Wakanda Forever. And from what I understand, she has a lot of parallels to Iron Man. 
And she is friends with Churi. And that's about all I know. I mean, from what I saw of her in the trailer, like, I'm ready to stand. Mm-hmm. I've seen enough. I'm ready her to suit, stand. I, like, looked up what her suit looks like in the comics, and it's really cool. Yeah, it's like I'm pink iron. It's like pink Iron Man. So, the winter of 2023. Mm-hmm. Agatha, Coven of Chaos. They changed the name. I know. I I'm ready to join the coven. I'm ready mm-hmm. to join the I coven. I really like it. I think it's going to be great. Um... Like, of course, it's Agatha. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. We don't know anything else about it. Um, A lot of people are assuming, I am assuming, that Wanda will be in it. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that it's kind of like the next chapter from Multiverse of Madness for Wanda. And it'll set up a Scarlet Witch movie that has not been announced that I just want to happen. I mean, you can't call it Coven of Chaos unless Agatha is amassing a coven. Ooh. Right. And I'm ready okay. to join. Can you imagine, like, if, so that means that, like, if they're casting a coven, that's, like, a bunch of new women being introduced to the MCU. I'm here like, for it. Like, who would you cast in her coven? Like, name, like, two, two or three actresses you would put in her can- coven. Uh, oh, gosh. I have no idea. Um, who's the actress from Miss Maisel and Everything Everywhere All at Once? Stephanie Sue, I think. Yeah, I would cast her in a coven for sure. Mm -hmm. I think she would be really funny with with Catherine. Yes. She has, yeah, comedy. She has down. She has action down. Perfect casting. That's, yeah. What about, I cast her in everything. I'm always casting her. Girl, she's a witch in Sabrina. Oh, oh, yes. From um, Uncharted, Tom Holland, Uncharted. Yes, what is her name? Tati Gabriel. Yes, yes. There we go. Her. She's already yes. done the witch thing. Yeah, she can play yes. a witch. We know mm-hmm. she can play a witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those two, I'm pretty happy with those two that we chose. But then right after that, Daredevil: Born Again. Oh my gosh! Charlie How excited Cox. were you? Charlie Cox, is this his world? <laughs> we are just living in it. Um, I guess I need to finish the first Daredevil. <laughs> I still haven't watched it all. And, like, it's so, so bad. But because, you, like, like, love Charlie Cox. I love Charlie Cox. And, like, he's so good in it. <laughs> I have Anything to, like, get echo. back into, like, my, my Arrow CW phase wait, to watch it. <laughs> he's also, wait, he's going to be in She-Hulk and in Echo also. <sighs> cheese wow like they re- like he really said let me play daredevil again and they said fine and he's <laughs> everywhere is he gonna be the leader of the avengers i hope that it's sam i do hope that it's sam yeah but maybe However, his no his second in command has to be bucky okay so. no but like what what if daredevil is like the iron man to his captain america mm. mm-hmm because Bucky's his boyfriend. That's his boy toy, his arm candy. You know, candy. like, have Daredevil and Spider-Man. Because, like, okay, Tom Holland has no one. I mean, like, no I mean, one. Peter Parker. Peter Parker literally has no one. Sad. No one. He is, like, a stranger, a loner, everything. So, like, it'd be cool to have, like, you know, Daredevil be that new friend to him. And I don't really want, and, like, the thing is, I don't think that 
Peter needs a mentor kind of figure. No, I think he's grown but like past a friend. It. Like, but like where Dare Daredevil, you know, Matt really sees him as like an equal. I don't know. I don't know. But that would be interesting. I am looking. Or or the other thing is we bring Miles Morales in and then Peter becomes the mentor. I do think that's kind of what's next for him because he yeah. has transcended like needing a mentor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we like we I mean, we obviously saw that in Into the Spider-Verse, but I do think that this Peter, we could see him lose his way because he's all alone. Mm. I know. Um, but then we finally get to Captain America New World, and I, I misspoke. Um, Thunderbolts is actually what's closing out Phase 5. So, from what I understand, Thunderbolts is, like, the MCU version of Suicide Squad. Okay. It's, like, reformed villains. It, and to me, when I see I it, I think of Venom, Thundercats. Yeah, I read that Venom is in it. Oh. So it's kind of, like, anti-heroes and villains. Okay. I'm interested. I'm, yeah. I'm looking. Okay. So that, like, also... Well, I don't know. I think that the group that is the Thunderbolts is ever-changing. Like, it's that kind of, like, Avengers, like, where different people mm-hmm. are a part of it. But I did notice that a big name that has been a part of it was Venom. So it would be interesting if they, you know, recast him for the MCU version. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Because the last we saw of him was just the symbiote on the bar... In that okay. credit scene. I'm still my clown makeup. Sometimes I convince myself that this is actually real and actually happening. That Danny is Venom. No, that that we're gonna see Venom again, but he's gonna be in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, and that Andrew Garfield's getting another movie, and it'll be Venom. And Wait, like, no, that's real. I just Don't made tell that me up. that's not real. No, like I just made that up. <laughs> But I'm like convinced I know, myself but I'm that it's real. That that's real. That's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm like 100% convinced that that's that's what's happening. And if it's not yeah. happening, I'll be like, wait, what happened to this story? What happened to the original plot of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, I I just I'm clowning myself, but that's that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Um, we also know so like with Phase Six, they're gonna announce most of it at D23, which I think is good. Like eight save more some projects. Stuff. They said they're going to announce eight more projects. Whew. And so we already know about Fantastic Four. We know, mm-hmm. and we know about the two Avengers movies. Yes, so and it's Avengers, called, um, Kang Dynasty, and Secret yeah. Wars. And together they are called the Multiverse Saga. Yeah, it's the Multiverse Saga. So I guess Secret Wars is closing the multiverse. Yeah. What's weird to me is how fast we're moving through, like... I mean... To the big bad, because... Well, it's 2025. But also, didn't it take, like, 10 years for them to get to... Thanos, yeah. Thanos. <laughs> so, like, my question is if we're gonna... We're not, I mean, like, we're kind of rushing through this. Um, what happens after? I guess they'll introduce a new threat. yeah. But, like, they're just going to keep doing that for 100 years. Like Yes. It'll never end. And then... We'll be in the nursing home, and we'll be like, oh, my God, did you hear about Marvel Phase 47? <laughs> <laughs> Man, can't wait to see Scarlet Witch finally be happy in this one. Really, 2023 is Phase 5? 
2023 right? and, and 2024. Yeah, two years. So phase, phase four was two years. Well, yeah. Okay, so Endgame came out in 2019. So then that means it's going to end in 2025 or 2026. So that's six or seven years. I guess that's still a while. Yeah. Not as long well, as... Well, because phase three ended with Far From Home, which was at the end of 2019. And then, or was it 2020? Was it summer 2020? Summer 2019, because nothing came out in 2020. Okay, yeah. So 2020 was kind of the dead year, and then everything started again with WandaVision. Yeah. Like, what are they going to announce at D23? Well, I'm hoping the Scarlet Witch movie. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking maybe Moon Knight. Well, I was going to say a lot of people speculating a Scarlet Scarab show. Oh, yeah. Instead of doing Moon Knight season two, like, do that. Do Scarlet Care. I would like that. I think mm-hmm. that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. So those two things on my Twitter timeline is what people seem to want, is the Scarlet Witch and the Scarab. I'm very into that. Um, probably X-Men. Probably Maybe. some yeah. big X-Men reveals. I think that's what they're waiting to announce is, like, X-Men are coming to the MCU. Because technically, mutants are now a thing in the MCU because of Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel was talking about that. There's so many things happening with Marvel right now. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but, like, I'm, I'm really excited. Like, the end of the year looks good. Um, coming soon i think i'm very excited for quantum mania but then like obviously loki but that's in a year yeah so quantum mania and loki and black panther did we actually get through all of that marvel news we did the panel was like two hours well it hasn't even been an hour we made it Mm -hmm. but it's time to become original trilogy girls (laughs) get in the mindset rewind 1977 yes flashback alex and i are not even thoughts in our parents minds <laughs> not even a glimmer in the sky george lucas released a little movie called star wars obi-wan kenobi like as a show just was so good and it seemed like the handoff into him becoming like old obi-wan mm-hmm. seemed like so seamless and so good so we were both just like i really want to watch the originals right now which is good. Like, I like when Star Wars does that. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it just const- it's just like, constantly a good loop. It's a good sign when Star Wars wants to make you watch more Star Wars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where the alternative is when Star Wars makes you never want to watch Star Wars again. Yeah. Because, it, well, it's like, I want to watch the Star Wars, <laughs> but because this Star Wars came out, it makes me upset. Whereas, like, with Kenobi, it's like, oh, man, it makes me want to watch the originals or, like, it makes you want to watch the prequels again. Like, it just, mm-hmm. that that good synergy. Yeah. And I will say, so, like, neither one of us are, like, huge original trilogy fans. No. And I will say, I lean more to Empire and Return of the Jedi also within the original trilogy. I'm definitely, I am in the minority forever and always. Return of the Jedi is not my favorite. (laughs) But I am wondering upon this rewatch if that will change. Yeah. I, to be honest, like, I just have a lot of memories watching Return of the Jedi as a kid. 
And as an outsider, I think that's what most people have. Yeah, I completely (laughs) get, like, being introduced as an adult and being like, Return of the Jedi is not for me. I just, like, feel like a kid again when I'm watching it. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I I think all around, like, Empire, like, more than anything, while I was watching A New Hope, I was just like, man, I can't wait to watch Empire. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's going to be such a good one. Um, I do love this introduction like to star wars like especially now as like we've gotten so much content like going back and seeing like this was the entry point like this is the original entry point it is really good but now like being informed of like all these other things it adds such a nice layer onto things like especially like watching luke and how he acts yeah because we've (laughs) gotten so much luke content we've gotten so much luke content um (laughs) So it's interesting to see the true Luke, the non-CGI Luke. The true um. Luke. <laughs> well, because I feel like there's a big discrepancy between actual canon Luke and fan canon I Luke. I agree with you. Yes. And then I watch the movies and I'm like, I don't actually hate Luke. No. Like, I don't. I, no. I don't like the perception of him at all. I think that's what it is, is, like, the um, perceived version of Luke from some of the fandom is what I don't like. And I think he's starting to seep his way into real canon, and that's what I don't like. Yes. Because, like, the actual Luke in A New Hope is just this little farm boy who's so whiny. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I literally said this to Alex. I'm like, if he had gone to Alderaan... He would have been this spoiled brat, material yeah. girl. Like, so much. He like, would, like... He would have cattle. died on Alderaan. Well, I was going to say, like, if him and Leia were both there together, he would, like, tattle on Leia all the time, like, when she would run off. Oh, 100%. Like, he would stay in the castle and be, like, a mama's boy. Yes. <laughs> and tattle 100%. on Leia. 100%. Luke does not strike me as, like a rough and tumble, get out and rub some dirt in it kind of boy for somebody no. who grew up on a farm. Like, Leia is off doing, like, diplomatic stuff as a teenager and he's getting manicures in the palace. Oh, 100%. He's upset mm-hmm. because his, like, favorite, like, trousers are wrinkled. Can't wear those to the state dinner. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like... Meanwhile, in reality, we actually have Luke on Tatooine, and he just wants to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters, wants to go to the Academy and get off this planet, fly in his little spaceship going, woo! Yeah. (laughs) My favorite, like, one of my favorite scenes with him is when he's flying that thing, and then he just throws it down, he goes, it just isn't fair! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, like, Baru kind of, like, sticks up for him a bit, um... But I think Peru thinks he's kind of annoying, too. Yeah. Well, I think, like, Owen, especially after watching the series, like, it's very obvious that Owen doesn't want anything to do with any of this stuff. Like, he doesn't like... He wants a simple life. Yeah, he wants a simple life. I I think, you know, him and Anakin never would have gotten on. And Baru, on the other hand, is, like, very, like, no. (laughs) Like, sweetie, no. You can't expect yeah. him to be here and be a farmer. He he can't be. 
Yeah. Like, that's not in his blood. Um, Owen is very, like, single-minded. And he's, like, the type of person who is, like, well, no one has other, like, my beliefs are the right beliefs. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he kind of forces them onto everyone around him. Yeah. I kind of think it's funny that, like, because him and Baru seem, like, very different in that way. Yeah. Like, I, I'm surprised I think, Baru I think never Baru left I, I'm I'm surprised she never joined the rebellion. Yeah, or like I was gonna say, Brew hasn't left Owen. Yeah, like, like, interesting. Well, you know, we can akin it to living in the South. You marry young, and then you just hate your life. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that we were talking about last night is: Do we think that Luke remembers the events of like? Um, like, almost being killed by an Inquisitor. Right, yeah. Because he doesn't, like, especially when he was, like, looking at the lightsaber, like, it seems like he doesn't really know anything. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if maybe he, like, blocked it out. My impression is that when he woke up from being knocked out, Baru gaslit him into, into <laughs> being like it was all a dream. Which successfully. I love. She gaslit him successfully, and that's why he was just like, oh, I had this really vivid dream when I was a kid. Baru <laughs> would be the gaslight queen. And he probably even has, like, a bump on his head, and she ca- gaslights him into saying, like, the bump is something else. Yeah, it's like, or no, you don't. That's not a bump. I don't know what <laughs> you're talking about. There's literally nothing there. <laughs> I Maybe that's why she's been with Owen for so long. Maybe she just gaslights him all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing, though. I, I do really like that. It is kind of sad, like, I remember when I first watched this movie, for some reason I thought, like, old Ben Kenobi and, like, Luke had a relationship. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but, like, it's very clear that they don't. They don't, but he knows who he is. Yeah, he knows like, who he is. Like, they're well, he aware him. of each other, yeah. Yeah, he was introduced to him in you know, the Obi-Wan show. So it's very clear that, like, he knows of him and he has met him before, but, like, they don't interact, which I think, you know, is evident because Obi-Wan, like, walks off into the desert and he's, like, training with Qui-Gon. And I think since he got his closure, he's not as worried about Luke's upbringing. I think he kind of has this, like, inner peace, like, it's going to work out. And I think you see that a lot in this movie, Mm-hmm. with him just kind of like <laughs> the way he just immediately is like yeah i'm obi-wan kenobi here's a lightsaber your father was anakin skywalker we're yeah. a jedi you're a jedi you're gonna come to alderaan with me like there's no hesitation <laughs> like i don't think the old obi-wan would like they were like i'm sorry the young obi-wan i don't think he would have done that but this obi-wan i think is just so zen and is like it's time. Let's go. Yeah. I think if, if I'm going to piece it together, I would say that the end of Kenobi, he kind of realizes that meddling with things and forcing things didn't work mm-hmm. in the past. And then so he kind of resigns himself to that and says, you know, my journey now is this journey with Qui-Gon. It's been years. And then because of certain events, And Luke being, you know, brought back into his life, I think he takes that as the sign that, that, you know, he is the chosen, he's the chosen one now. The the world has brought him back to me. This is when we have to act. 
So, like, I would think that's what's going on. Yeah, I, I think he's, like, very in tune with the Force. It wouldn't even surprise me if he, like, had a vision of, like, something happening. Like, he, like, or, like, he kind of knew that the time was coming. Mm-hmm. Because he... He's just very, like, relaxed, whereas in Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's so stressed. (laughs) He's stressed the whole time. Yeah. And this man is just like, I don't care anymore. He's like, less about forcing things, you know, about making promises, just Mm -hmm. like, letting the, the, the force, yeah, like he said, the force guide him to make decisions. And, I mean, it does kind of sound like, because Luke's like, oh, I can't go to Alderaan. I got I got homework. I got stuff to do. Like, <laughs> I got school, man. And it sounds like he would have just let him go. I don't think he would have forced him to come to Alderaan. He, he would have just gone without him. Unfortunately, Baru and Owen get K-worded and turned into skeletons. That is yeah. such... An intense... It's very bleak from Kenobi. <laughs> yes. From them, like, building up their characters, especially Baru in the finale, and then just, like, her dead. And they're just gone. Well, and it, that's how Alderaan always feels, too. Like, we know all these people who are there, and they're just gone. Yeah, like, Bale, Broyha. Yeah. Well, we've even seen, because um, a, from a certain point of view, you see them on the planet when it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's just... it. It's so intense. But I, I do think that Obi-Wan, like, he probably would have gone to Alderaan without Luke and been like, okay, it's just not his time yet. Yeah. So, which I appreciate. I I, I feel like the whole time I'm watching, I, I just got this sense that, like, Obi-Wan has a very hands-off thing right now. Like, he's, he's letting the Force guide him. He's not yeah. trying to make things happen. He's had his closure. Like, when he sees Vader again, I'm like, the way Vader once again dropped everything to go find Kenobi. And nobody else cares. Everybody's like, he's probably dead. Like, what are you even on about? Like, Anakin never got that closure. But Um. Obi-Wan did. Every time I watch it, too, I'm just like, how can people say that Anakin or, like, Hayden ruined Darth Vader? Because Darth Vader is the most dramatic person. Yes. The way he struts yeah. around, the way he talks, like, I just feel like Hayden, every single time he plays Vader, it just gets even better and better and better. <laughs> like, it's just so good. And, like, you mentioned this, too, like, Leia lying to him and then being like what she lied <laughs> like do you know leia obviously not i was even trying to think like you know the last time we saw leia she was little leia she was 10 yeah. and mm-hmm. obviously like we've seen iterations of leia since then in animation in mostly. animation in books yeah. and i'm i'm still so struck by the fact that like in her most desperate hour She's, like, the only person who can help us is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because she knows she can rely on him, like, last time. Yes. Like... She's had his phone number in her back pocket all these years, just waiting for the opportunity. It makes me so sad. Like, and obviously, you know, this movie came out first, like, whatever. But it does make me sad that, like, we don't see 
that kind of reaction from Leia because like she does see him die, yeah. and she has to con- she has to comfort Luke, and like that was obviously before all this new stuff came out. So I I kind of mm-hmm. hope that like we see in like a comic or a book like Leia's reaction to yeah. seeing Obi Wan again. They and they've done such a great job at developing Leia as a character for us to as an audience to believe that she's just repressing her emotions to get everyone through that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, is it's very convincing through other media that she wouldn't react. No, like, it, it, it is. Like, it, it's smooth and it works for me, and, and that's not something that bothers me, like, in the movie. No, yeah, because that's her, like, she doesn't take the time to deal with her emotions in the moment. She helps everybody else deal with their emotions. Mm-hmm. So she just puts her emotions on a shelf. We're not going to think about those right now. Yeah. Which I think is very Padme of her, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, because Anakin's very emotional. He's very passionate. And I think Luke gets that because Luke is very reactionary. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. like, Padme and Leia are more, like, calculating. Yeah, totally. And I think that Luke actually gets there, though, and becomes more calculating. He does. Um, Especially by, like, Return of the Jedi. You see him more mature, more calculated. But he definitely, in A New Hope, is a little ball of emotion. He's just a baby. (laughs) He's just a baby. And I want to mention this since since we're here. So I I asked Alex this question, and then I immediately posted a poll on our Twitter. Um, So I asked, when A New Hope first came out, were there Vader Leia shippers? Do we think there were? Mm. Yeah. I think yes. Yeah. I, I 100% think, I 100% think yes. Just knowing the nature of, like, the shipping yeah. cycle, I, I think yes. I think that the cycle moved a lot slower back then without the internet. Yes. But yes. I think there were. Overwhelmingly, people said yes on Twitter, um, we did get a very small amount saying no. And I, I just think it's the nature of, like, the villain ship. There's a height difference. We didn't know who was under the mask. Yeah, like, we didn't know if he was young or old. He yeah. could have been a young prince. He could have been. Like, listen, i <laughs> not going to lie. Like, I do think the Raylo interrogation came straight from A New Hope. Which means we were pulling on something. <laughs> from, from Leia and Vader shippers. 100%. 100%. If you tell me nobody shipped Vader and Leia, you are lying. Some people did. I am positive. Yeah, I, I, at that point, we didn't even know he was Luke's dad. No. And we don't find out their siblings until Return of the Jedi. Yeah, like, if Star Wars never happened, this movie came out, I would watch this movie, and I'd be like, Leia Invader. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. <laughs> I would. But we do have... This is always the funniest thing to me. Luke. Luke and Han are not fighting over Leia. Luke is fighting over Leia. And it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally like, I saw her first. <laughs> yeah. But I think that, like, Luke is, like, very only child. Like, and, like, I'm an only child. child. 
And I don't think I'm like that, but Luke is, like, stereotypical only child. Only child. Yeah. He literally... Well, he the second he saw her, he was like, whoa, pretty. And then he wanted to save her immediately because, whoa, pretty. And I always think it's funny when he first, like, walks into the cell and she's there and, like, he can't even talk. Like, this boy... Mm -hmm. You want to talk about fell to the dark side for a pair of pretty eyes... Like, what a hypocrite. They remind me, um, Luke and Leia remind me of that, like, couple on TikTok who are waiting for their, um, ancestry test to come in to see if they're related. <laughs> yeah. They do. Yeah. Well, and it just, like, they're sitting in the ship, and he asks Han, he's like, what do you think of Leia? And Han's like, I'm, I'm really trying not to. And he goes, good. <laughs> like, boy, he's you're so not He's like, such a brat. Luke is so bratty. This boy is a brat. Like, oh, wow. And then the fact that Han immediately messes with him about it and Luke's just, like, not having any of it is so funny. Like, this was peak <laughs> comedy. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I do think she already kind of is like, ooh, Han's very tall. Just from, like, a couple of their interactions. But I, I honestly think... She loves the banter. Like, she, loves she the is, banter. like, a banter queen. I yeah. don't think she ever was like, hmm, maybe Luke. I don't think no, she ever was. not a was. second. Not, not a second. Not a second. I, I think she... This is really mean to me, and I'm projecting. I wonder if sometimes she forgets about Luke. <laughs> like, in the beginning. He just, like, for, she forgets he's, like, there. Yeah. Well, like you said, like, in the trash compactor, it's like, what if Luke died here? And I'm like, I don't think it would have mattered. <laughs> Leia would have saved the rebellion, saved the the them. Leia would have made the shot. Yeah. Yeah, would have been mm-hmm. fine. Like I just, it's so funny, and the way everything he does is trying to woo Leia, and he's covered in garbage juice. It's so obvious he's never been anywhere. He's never not had his way. He just would have been the bratty prince of Alderaan. Can you imagine if he had gone to the academy? I think it would have chewed him up and spit him out. (laughs) (laughs) I think he would have ended up like a desk, like, clerk somewhere. Yeah, he would have had to adapt very quickly or else that would, like, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, he even meets his friend and his, his friend's like, this is the best pilot in the Outer Rim or whatever. And I'm like, honey, you're from the country. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, th- that's impossible. Not really. I used to bullseye womp rats. How very not like other girls well, of you. Sharon, don't you realize this is a George Lucas self-insert and <laughs> he drove cars really fast? <laughs> He's just not like other girls, Alex. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Like... Maybe I do like Luke. That's one of the things I said. Like, was there anything that, like, stood out, like, on this watch that hadn't before? And I, even though, like, I was watching it, like, primarily for Obi-Wan, I was, like, really tuned into Luke for this I for really was, too. And yeah. maybe it's because we saw, like, little Luke in Kenobi. Maybe. Um, and, like, we've been, like, we've been getting fed so much Luke content. Um, we did not read the Lando book with him. No, we did not. Um... And then he's been uh, CGI Luke a number of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't care less about that version of Luke. I, I think maybe think it was 
just seeing like this is the real Luke. Yeah, Ken like we were Luke. reminded like this is the real mm-hmm. Luke. Yeah. And I still love that journey he went on. Like I I still think that the last Jedi Luke is like the best Luke. The best Luke, yeah. And looking at it and seeing like he comes from this brat to that. Like that's a mm-hmm. really interesting you character progression. You kind of still see um you still see the brattiness of him when he is poking fun at people. Yes. Like his the co- the comedy of old Luke <laughs> is very bratty. Um I love that for him. I do too. I you remember his dream in the last Jedi novelization where he's oh, like married? married? Yeah. yeah. I think he would have, like, if he had gotten... And then she was in Kenobi? Yeah. I think if he stayed on Tatooine and got married, he would have ended up just like Owen. Like, I I think he would have been just like Owen. Owen is happy doing what he does. He is, and I don't think Luke would have been happy. No. I I think he would have still become, like, very my way or the highway. I don't think he would have been happy in that life. I, I do think Tatooine, like, would have beaten him down. Whereas, I do think about, like, so, like, Anakin, obviously, I would like them, I would have liked him to return to Naboo and, like, you know, hold me, like, the lake, like, he did it by the lake, so, like, whatever. But part of me wonders, like, if he had, like, returned to Tatooine just to live, like, a peaceful life. Like, I think he could have done it. But yeah. I don't think Luke could do it. Like, that's what Anakin needed. Luke is a material girl. He's not a working girl. <laughs> he. What's my dream job? Honey, I do not dream of labor. That's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> he wants the type of job that he can just show up whenever he wants. Yeah. Oh, man. Could you imagine? He'd be, he'd be show up late to the workplace with a Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> He's drinking that iced coffee for sure. I also look at Han a lot since Solo, just, like, looking for the Alden in it all. Mm-hmm. And I'm always struck by the fact that Alden just did such an amazing job. Yeah. He really he, did. He really does the transition from, um, yeah, like, young man to a uh, man who has gone through and seen a lot, who mm-hmm. is now less... <sighs> you know, enthusiastic about the world. Yeah. Like, this Luke goes with, like, solo Han in, like, energy, hype, Mm -hmm. little kid vibes. Yeah. Like, Han has already gone through that. I'm sure he sees some of himself in that, in Luke. I think he does, too. And I I think maybe he even sees a little bit of it in Leia, like, eventually. Mm -hmm. Um... But I think for sure he looks at Luke, who's bright-eyed, never left the like the planet before. Meanwhile, he's seen all this stuff. You know, like he's indebted to Jabba the Hutt. Like he's been through a lot, and I I do think that the passion from like the Skywalker twins like definitely brings that back out of him again. Because even by the end of the movie, like he's like all wahoo. Yeah, his playful, his like inner child. Yeah. They bring out his inner child. That's really sweet. And of course, this movie, 
I love, I can't remember who pointed it out, but I really subscribe to it because Obi-Wan decided to die the second he saw Luke and Leia together. Yeah. Like, the twins were reunited. He's done his job. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's going to work out from here. It's time to go. It's time to go. As Taylor Swift said, you'll know when it's time to go. I I really I really do like that. And I mean, he's not gone. Like he's still guiding Luke. And mm-hmm. it even makes me think about when he's trying to prompt Luke to kill Vader later on. I still kind of subscribe to that like I think he's just pushing Luke to push him because he knows that Luke will make the right decision. Yeah. I think maybe at that point he knows that unless you like push Luke, Luke won't act. Because he's a material girl. Because he's a material girl. I mean, he does show up with those Gucci boots. So, <laughs> so like, overall, I think Kenobi added a lot to the story. I, I honestly think all of the content we've been getting has just added a lot to the story. Yeah. It just makes, every time, like, I rewatch it, like, it just makes it more fun. And Andor might do that, too. And we are getting Andor very soon. I know oh we've been God. talking about all the MCU stuff coming, but um, Star Wars is going to have a very, very busy television season through this year into next year. I know, like, movies are slower, but they have so much coming for TV. Yeah. Well, Cassian is the end of August, so we're very close. Very close. Like, a month. Like, yeah. a month away. Like, um, we will finish the original trilogy, and then it will be Cassian. Right after that, it's wave two of High Republic. Or wave, phase two, wave one of High Republic. And Tales of the Jedi is coming. Like. And, um. We're not ready for Tales of the Jedi. So, Andor, Willow. Willow. Batch. Willow. Willow's going to be, like, right after Andor's done. Well, well, Willow, yeah, because Andor's pretty A little bit after. Yeah, because yeah. Willow's pretty long. Like, Willow's going to be, like, our November. Like, November. Like, around, like, Wakanda forever. Yeah. Like, it, it sounds wow. like it's going to be, like, Andor, She-Hulk, Bad Batch, kind of, like, all in that same spot. And then Willow will be Did after. Did they say date for Bad Batch? September. Okay. Okay. It's, like, halfway so, through Andor. And then um, we're getting Mando season three in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting Ahsoka after that? Yes. Yeah. Ahsoka um, sometime in the summer, I think. Which will be a Loki summer. She's going to be eclipsed by oh Loki. Oh, my gosh. She, yeah. Yeah. No, they are out of their minds if they put anything at the same time as Loki. Yeah. That show's going to get buried. Loki's a juggernaut. The thing is, is, like, I don't want to watch Ahsoka. But I kind of feel like I probably will. To be decided. To be decided. I, I have a feeling that, like, I'm not going to worry about spoilers for it. Like, normally when stuff comes out on Disney+, Plus, like, I, I watch it in the morning, like, before I get out of bed, before I check anything. And I think with Ahsoka, I'm not going to be as worried about that. Like, if I want to watch it, like, later in the day or, like, if I fall behind on it, like, whatever. Yeah. That sounds good. 
we might even like watch an episode and not like it and not watch anymore. Like yeah. I, I'm not like holding and then just myself. Read spoil- like just like read spoilers so you know canon. Like if canon you were facts. to watch, if you were to watch something else that connects to it, you know why and how that happened. Yeah, I mean that's what we do for anything that we don't want to consume. So <laughs> I had this thought the other day. Because I do get people on my YouTube channel asking me if I'm going to read Shadows of the Sith. And I always say no. I am not planning on it. But then I thought about it because I'm like, we read the Thrawn books. I could listen to it at two times speed. But then I'm like, no. I just... That'd be I like, think that it just does nothing. I Yeah, I don't want... I, I have a feeling like if I read it, I'm still going to have the same opinion on it. I'll just be like, it was fine. But like, I don't... I didn't enjoy myself. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, if for some, if something like changes, like I could listen to it, but I, anything that's so connected to trash just makes me like so depressed. It just makes me sad. So it'd be like saying like, I think I'm just gonna like watch Tross again. I just don't think I can. You know, it's all right. Cause we got High Republic and we got Cassian Man, what, seeing the crawl, I'm like, should I watch Rogue One? <laughs> just feel sad. Yeah, just to feel something. <laughs> I wonder how um, Andor into Rogue One is going to hit. Hard. <laughs> is it going to destroy me? <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, man. Especially because we know Andor is getting 24 episodes across two seasons. And he has a sister, right? Does he have a sister? <gasps> Oh my god! I think so. I'm I think I ready. That. Am I, I imagining? Am ready. Am I, I imagining is that who that actress it? is? Is that who that picture is? Is that of um, her? I don't know. Let me look it up fast. I don't know if there's been any uh, confirmation that his sister is in it, but there's been like some uh, speculation and some, you know, like Reddit threads. <laughs> <laughs> did Bur- did Burger King post anything? No. Because you know if Burger King says it, it's true. Well, I mean, this say anything here, but I think that he has a sister. I'm deciding. I mean, do you think we're going to see six-year-old Cassian? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Are we going to see him join the flashbacks. fight? Like, I, he liked to show us baby um, Din Djarin. Yeah. Like, I, I would love to see Cassian join the fight. We know he was in it when he was six years old. Yeah. I would like to see that happen. Maybe him and his sister. Yes. Maybe his sister died. Well, that's what I'm, like, kind of worried about, is that uh-huh. what happened to the sister. Well, is there anything else about A New Hope or anything we talked about today? I think I have said everything. Awesome. Well, like we said, we are in our original girl summer So we will be watching Empire Strikes Back next. As we said, like, we love Empire. Like, it's our favorite of the bunch. And I think that's going to be really fun to watch. So if you would like to keep the conversation going or if you have anything um, that you'd like us to pay attention to with Empire Strikes Back, anything like that, uh, let us know on Twitter at lip underscore lightsabers. I am at McCarter Shannon and Alex is at Alex Leonis. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.